obviously you want to make a positive impact on people if you can always, yeah. but, um, you know, things change. Obviously things change a lot faster these days, technology and everything we have. So purpose can change with that. But as long as you stick true to those core values and beliefs, I think you'll yeah. figure it out either way. Welcome everyone to the ultimate shift. Join Ephraim Glick and leading figures in business and entertainment as they share their stories of regular people overcoming tremendous obstacles only to achieve happiness, success, and fulfillment. Are you ready to make the ultimate shift in your life? Welcome back to The Ultimate Shift. Uh, today, we have Matthew Ford, the director and the, well, the marketing director, and really, you're the main Eatwell guy here in Nashville now. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had... Mr. Eatwell. Mr. Eatwell, yeah. We've had Yasser on last year, I yeah, think. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's now great. Yasser moved to California. Shout out to Yasser and LA uh, Vodka. Yeah. Kind of passed the torch on to me and just do his own thing. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to get you on this show since Yasser's Thanksgiving party of 2019. Oh, man. Has it been that long? Right? Yeah. I think so. I'm sorry I, about that. <laughs> I know so we're I, both busy, but that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, 2020 was a year, man. It was, man. And no one is hating on you for that. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, we have a glass of bourbon here, and we're ready to go. So, no, I I want to I want to hear more of, of your story. I know you grew up in Knoxville, but you're you're a up and rising star of Nashville. I would say. I appreciate that. And I'd love to to capture like your your story. And and honestly, I wanted to pick after Yasser's interview. I wanted to pick your brain about Eatwell. Like, yeah. what made you? And we don't have to start off there. You can backtrack, but like, okay. I want to know what made you go to Eatwell. What you know, kind of what. I know um, you could work anywhere you want to. So Yeah, so I've known Yasser basically since he started Eat Well, uh, out of his home kitchen with his buddy. He, uh, he kept trying to get me on board, you know, back then, and I had a, a solid job for my age at the time, so I was like, uh, I can't leave for a What were you doing right then? I was doing chemical and sanitation kind of hospital supplies. Okay. Sales. Yeah, um, yeah. I covered the whole Southeast as the youngest uh, regional sales leader in the industry. Wow. Um, Worked my way up there pretty quickly, so I didn't want to jump ship too soon, you know, yeah. for a startup meal prep company. But then I keep, kept someone to grow, and I'd see him around, and he every time he tried to poach me, you know, <laughs> just year after year, he, he tried to get me on board, and I finally was like, all right, man, let's do it. Um, it was great timing, you know, obviously it was pre-COVID, um, and then COVID hit, and we were set up for success with the home contactless delivery, you know, which everybody transitioned to, so right. we just kind of quadrupled in size, you know, within a couple of years. It's awesome to be a part of that, you know, play an important role in that. What year did he start here? Uh, 2016. Really? So and you guys, you guys are now, you're in Knoxville, you're in Nashville. Yeah. Anywhere. Uh, Joseph Arthur, you remember meeting Joseph Arthur, who was at the party the other night? Uh -huh. the other, he asked me if you guys were shipped to uh, Tampa. Tampa. And I said, not yet, but probably soon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you do. <laughs> no, not yet. We're, we're working on that. We, we're trying to franchise this year. Really? Um, we looked at Atlanta to open a new market first, and we decided we need a bigger space here. So we're going to buy a new facility. We're moving in in March, hopefully. Um, yeah. It's just three times the size. It's our own space. Uh, we'll have roll-up doors. In Atlanta or here? Here. 
Really? So that would be like our headquarters for when people want a franchise, they can come. Oh, wow. Like, oh, wow, I want to be a part of this, you know? That's awesome. And hopefully we'll do Eat Well Atlanta, you know, Eat Well Austin. I have a MLB player in, in uh, Dallas that's super interested. So he'd be like the face of Eat Well Dallas, you know? Wow. So that's so amazing. exciting thing going. So for the people, the guests and listeners who don't know what Eat Well is, can you explain a little bit? Because there's meal prep companies and then there's Eat Well. Like, yeah. I feel like when you when people talk about meal prep and frozen foods, they kind of bunch it all together. And and it's sure. been my experience that Eat Well has been very different. And what what about Eat Well sets it apart from all the competition and all the other, you know, what would be the, the benefit if, if you're in Nashville or in a city providing Eat Well to get from Eat Well versus buying frozen meals shipped from I don't know yeah. where. Yeah, they really are a dime a dozen today. I'm just like you said, you know, there's so yeah. many options out there. People kind of get misconstrued, I think. Um, but we're just a local, fully prepared meal delivery service. Um, kind of founded on the goal of helping people here live a happier and healthier life. Um, there's no minimums or subscriptions. You're not tied into anything. You know, so mm-hmm. really no risk like these bigger companies. It's not frozen. You know, it doesn't come. And it's never been frozen, never right? Never been frozen. We yeah. don't have it. The only freezer we have is for our ice packs to go in the, mm-hmm. in the bags um, to keep the meals fresh when they're delivered. But, yeah, it's all locally sourced ingredients. So, you know, we get shipments every week. So we make the meals fresh every single week um, and deliver on Sundays and Mondays all over Middle and East Tennessee. It's amazing. Yeah. So, and, and it's, it's you guys go to a little bit more care about selecting your... your ingredients right like that's that's what yeah. yasser talked about a little bit it was about like down to the cleanliness of i'm just saying this so people know like like your stuff it's set apart like i've tried yeah. other companies and man your your flank steak oh, man, it's it's, it's like going to jeff ruby's and getting sliced steak yes but, but it's you, like ten dollars a meal yeah at your house yeah you know exactly you just throw the microwave for a couple minutes or put it in the skillet you know a lot of people do different things, but it's just so convenient. You know, this is a busy community of people, yeah. um, very tight knit. You know, we're very involved in the community also. So it's really about just giving people that time back of cooking and prepping and, yeah. you know, just so they can spend time with their families or do other things, you know. Have you ever done any studies that go to, like, let's say somebody was eating, however, you know, they have a, a fast paced life or whatever. And then they switch to eat well. Have you ever done any studies with people about like whether they had weight loss or better health or better uh, mental, you know, stimulation yeah, because uh, of, of the switching? Yes. We always ask for, you know, honest feedback so we can improve in all aspects of the business. Some of the testimonials we get are, you know, they almost make you want to tear up. You know, really? how one lady called it. She calls them her movie star meals because she feels like a movie star when, <laughs> when the meals get there. I was like, it's amazing. And then, uh, you know, a guy like, yeah, I get spend more time with my family um, and we eat these together. It's like, well, that's incredible. So it's really not directed towards anyone in particular. You know, anybody can want to live healthier and just happier life by having more time and uh, just healthy options. Do you you see your foreseeable future with Eat Well? I do. Yeah. Just, you know, that new facility we're we're building is, it's amazing. I mean, we're, we're trying to put a big mural on the side of the wall. So, you know, how we work with influencers and athletes and people yeah to be like a photo opportunity when they're there it's just just what the brand has become and what i've helped that's awesome helped it with it's it's incredible 
So your your marketing experience, because I've I've watched how you guys have from the little time I've I've known of Eat Well, which I guess the first time was really, um, maybe it was twenty twenty. Was it Thanksgiving dinner twenty twenty? Because I don't feel like I was podcasting in twenty nineteen. Uh, it might have been the big. You're, it was it was 2020 so that now you don't have to feel like yeah that. it was 2020 okay it's so about a year ago. yeah 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 exactly a year ago the 14th the friendsgiving yes yeah. yeah yeah it was just before that that i had the Oscar at some point so that was the first i've heard of it but i've always been intrigued by how you guys have grown it using influencers and stuff uh-huh. is that do you think with your marketing skills and, and knowledge on marketing do you feel like that's going to be the marketing of the future I think so. I mean, that's where it's headed. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, boundaries with that. You know, you might have people that you give product to and they, they don't post or their analytics or mm-hmm. their, all their followers are in a different state. So, yeah, yeah, apply yeah. To us. so you have to really narrow down. I think people are realizing that and not just giving out handouts to all these people. Um, and we've done a good job of kind of filtering out, you know, people that are just trying to use or take advantage of something. Um, and should really work with people who care about the brand and want to talk about it, you know? So how do you find those people? Like, let's say there's somebody listening that has a company. They want to get to those influencers, whether locally or regionally or whatever. Or let's just use Nashville as an example. It's, I sometimes wonder how tough it is to get connected. What's your advice, I guess, to get connected with them? Because if you're an influencer and you have any kind of credibility, you're probably going to get a dime a dozen DMs for anything and everything from spam to whatever. So do you have any advice for people that if they're wanting to connect to that community, as in what's the best way to reach out to them and connect with them and, and get them to pay attention to your initial requests, really? Yeah. I mean, obviously we've, you know, shot and failed multiple times with certain people and uh, especially, you know, these people are so busy. Right. So we kind of, you kind of have to create your brand around the fact that you want to help people, I think, you know, not just sell something, mm-hmm. um, you know, create a brand, create a following, create content that people want to see and kind of be a part of, and then start uh, partnering with people, you know, whether it's, we don't do any paid partnerships just because we're local. Uh, it's not really in our budget. Right. Um, but if you have the, the means for that, that's a great way to do it. You know, offer maybe product paid with paid by product is mm-hmm. what they say. And then you know, there's different tiers as you grow, you know, micro influencers, macro influencers and Right. work with all kinds. So I would just say build something that you that people want to be a part of and want to share. Well, let's say you have, looking at it from a little different standpoint, let's say there's someone that has, and obviously followers are a big thing in today's world. So let's say someone has a couple hundred thousand followers and he's in your local town and you want that him or her or whatever to promote your product idea, whether you do paid partnerships or you do uh, product partnerships, what is what have you found any best way to reach out to those people and like meaning to make that initial contact is is actual dming someone the best way to go uh for starters it is but like you, you said so? they have a sieve dm so you know it might get lost yeah yeah that. that's what i mean like it's how do you even attract their initial attention yeah that is, that is tricky especially as you get into the if you're not career. matthew ford <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've had a lucky streak, uh, but yeah, especially as they get in the hundreds and millions of followers, you know, they, right. they never see your message. Uh, yeah. So you can host events, you know, or get involved in your community so people see it. I think the best compliment I've received 
as a marketer or any marketer could receive is I see you guys everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's what marketing and is. You, really you want to be on Instagram, you want to be online, you want to be present. Um, so just making sure you're present and people will see your brand in their, you know, in their messages and be like, oh, wow, yeah, I want to work with it. Well, and you guys are really easy to work with, just like for the Ultimate Shift event the other night. I mean, you were, I, I think we text, maybe emailed once or twice, but like that does so much for somebody like me who's hardly ever at my computer. Uh-huh. And I, I could, we made it happen and oh, it wasn't hard yeah. or difficult or anything. Yeah. And you guys are super willing to, uh, you specifically, to go out of your way to make it happen and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot. And I think too many companies might just be, I guess that's the best way to say it. You guys are just giving of your time, of your resources and everything. And then people want to promote you. Yeah. You know, and I think that says a lot about the, the culture you build. Yeah. Because we've never asked for like, you know, an ad or anything. We don't tell them right. what to say. Uh, right. Where a lot of companies will do that and mess up uh, where it sounds fake. You know, we're just like, you know what your followers like? Just talk mm-hmm. how you normally would. Um, talk about your favorite meal or what you like about it. Make it organic. I think that's the most important thing is organic content rather than forced. You know? Yeah. So how did you get to understand all these things? Like, you know, the Matthew Ford behind Eat Well. Like, I'm, I'm curious. Like, you have a, a very solid reputation here. People trust your input. People trust your brands. People trust what you promote. Hell, I bought a bunch of T-shirts because you posted about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's – it's but it's you got good style. Oh, so – how did all that come to like when you go back to your 10, 15 years old, like what did you think you were going to do when you, what did you want to do when you grew up? Um, so really I played baseball my whole life and I really thought I was going to do that. Um, like pro you were going to go pro. Yeah. That was my goal. Uh, my whole life you know, I played we were really well known in Tennessee and kind of on the country, you know, as I, as, from a high school standpoint, we won three of the four years, uh, state championship while I was there. This is in Knox County? This is Knox. Yeah, yeah. It's called Faraday High School. Um, so, you know, a lot of guys that I grew up with and kind of mentored me all here, they're still playing or made it to the majors. Really? So it's just like a, I don't know what there was in the water down there. But they're just bringing, bringing <laughs> that one happy. season? Yeah. yeah. Um, so once I got, I hurt my back really bad. I was a pitcher and outfielder. Um, and I just, I couldn't keep pitching it. Every time I tried, it would really? trigger it again. Yeah. So I was like, man. I had to hang it up. Um, and I had talked to some schools about going other places, you know, to try to keep playing, but decided just to go to Tennessee. You know, that's where I was born and raised and grew up going to the game since I was, you know, a toddler. So um, I was like, this is the move for me. You know, I'll hang it up and try to find something new. Um, then I, I kind of fell in love with economics, which is really random. Um, I took the, the basic class for business, a business major, and loved it. So I switched my major to that in finance. Really, I was like, man, I just like the way businesses work, and you know, figuring out the the kind of nitty gritty, um, the part that most people don't understand, I guess, uh, and that's kind of what led me into business and sales. And I think understanding that side, you can figure out the rest. New transition, easily. yeah. yeah. Do you haven't ever wanted to go back and coach softball, or you were playing baseball, baseball. or softball? Yeah, baseball. Yeah. So you um, haven't ever wanted to go back and coach it, or thought about coaching, you know, college or. I've thought about it. A lot of my buddies do that, you know, but you kind of, I feel like you can get stuck in that routine. You know, it's almost like I was, like I bartended through college. A lot of people get stuck in that, you know, they, yeah. they have that mentality where, oh, this is paying the bills, you know, or mm-hmm. this is easy cash, but I don't want to be, you know, someone that limits myself to that just because that's what I thought I would always do. Is that what brought you to Nashville? You're like, 
Well, it's not. Well, I guess Nashville's bigger than Knoxville now, but at uh, that time, it probably wasn't that much. Yeah, I mean Knoxville, just because of the university and everything, it's a, it's a big town. You know, yeah, people, everyone knows each other there, kind of like here. I call it a little big town. Right. Uh, it's changing though. Yeah, for sure. It's it's about to be a big big town. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw a lot of opportunity here. You know, my family in Franklin family in Memphis. Oh, okay. Um, so it's kind of nice being in the middle of that and go, you know, they can come to me or I can go to them. Um, so definitely, was, I couldn't be too far from my family and definitely a family guy, family warranted. And that's where I learned a lot of my morals and values. But um, yeah, I saw a lot of opportunity here when I finished college and just jumped over here as soon as I was done. Wow. And just dove in and here, you, how many years have you been here? Five years. So how do you how do you feel Nashville has has treated you as a, as a when I moved here I didn't know anyone you probably yeah. you probably knew people I knew but, a few but all my friends were still either in school or had moved away for another job so I had to kind of start fresh here um, yeah just a new network you know and I feel like that's the best way to approach any city especially some a city as known as Nashville you know yeah you got to kind of put yourself out there and go to these networking events or. Uh, professional happy hours or anything you know just play. is that still a thing since covid i haven't seen as many there used to be so many networking events in so this many. town and i i, I, I haven't yeah. heard yeah i haven't heard of i mean they might still be going mm-hmm. like like network after work do you yeah. ever go to those uh-huh. and then there was uh there was another one but i haven't heard anything from them yeah but you just can't be afraid to throw yourself out there in with the crowd you know yeah um because you never know who you're going to meet or what opportunity is going to present stuff like that i think that's how i met yasser striking up a conversation at our gym. Uh, oh, really? I saw him there often, so we started talking, became buddies, and he told me what he was about to start, because at that point he was in supplements. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we came real close, and that's how it came on. Wow. Well, like halfway through. Do you think that Nashville is a party town or a business town? I, I understand it, it can be both, but yeah, in, 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 is there a word that can combine those? <laughs> well, uh, and I asked the, the front party in the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. literally. Yeah. I just I hear people say like you know they feel they feel like they got stuck here, or I hear people say like uh, they moved out and they're like oh my god there's such a big world outside of party now for me like I'm I'm not I don't I work more than I party so I haven't you know kind of got stuck in that that rut maybe yeah here but I, i'm always curious what people's perception of nashville is especially someone like like, like you, you've been here five you know i've been here 11 years but yeah. you probably have made many more connections than i have just because for me i've been i work yeah and and i wish right. i was i need to get better at like the other part of my life but but yeah i'm just i'm always curious how people perceive nashville after they've been here for a while i think yeah i think anyone looking from the outside in would say it's a party town just because of obviously the news and right. Broadway and, and, and the Bachelorette parties. Yeah. yeah, Bachelorette Capital of the World, I think, yeah. like three years in a row. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, but I think it goes back to like the bartending job. You know, you can't get stuck in that same routine of going out Thursday through Sunday. You know, like people, right. um, you got to find a good balance and everything in life is about moderation and balance. So once you have that, you know, you can still meet people out if you want, but at the same time, you got to focus on what's in front of you and it's yeah. work and building a name for yourself and building a career, you know? So with, with running something like eat well, that's obviously taking a lot of your time. Like just 
you know, for instance, on, on my party, you personally came out and delivered the food, and I know you had other things to do. Uh-huh. How do you find balance in growing the company, representing the brand, and still dating or living life? You know, like yeah. that's that's something I struggle with. Is like finding that I haven't dated in forever just because I just don't put it, make it a priority. Uh-huh. No, I I agree. It's hard to find that work life balance, especially when you're like you, you know. Just created something awesome here it becomes your baby you know you, right. that's all you yeah. really want to do uh, that's all you end up knowing how to do um, but I think it just goes back to finding that that place where you're content with where you are like with work and mm-hmm. your your business and then enjoying yourself after because if you can't turn it off then I mean it's just it's hard that's my struggle is turning it off yeah uh, I struggle with it too but um, you know I have to I have to have that balance so I go crazy I still play Intramurals. I mean, I have to stay active in that way. Really? I can't just, I can't just work out. I need like a, yeah. a sport. So we play kickball, softball, ultimate frisbee. We do. We do anything. You do all of those things? I have. Yeah, the Nashville sports. Like league. during the week? No. Uh-huh. Jesus. I, this, how much hours? How many hours a night do you sleep? On the average, it. not last night. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Thank Shout you. out to Cisco's party last night. Birthday party. Gracious. Uh, <laughs> I think I I feel good if I get six. Yeah. Uh, I try to get eight. I mean, I feel so much better, you know. Yeah, uh, me too. Because you can run yourself down real quick, getting four or five hours of sleep a night. Uh, so I, I think it goes back to if you're going to go out, don't go out all night. You know, take care of your body, eat eat well. Eat well. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. Uh, yeah, drink a lot of water. Just take care of yourself. You know, try to exercise. A lot yeah. of people will get out of that rut when they start working a bunch. Um, I go straight to the gym after work. I pack a bag. I know if I pack that bag, I'm like, I can't just unpack it. If I didn't go, you know, yeah, it's like a loss for me. Um, make a bed every day. It's, I've done that since middle school. I feel like that's, same. My yeah. mom. That's my first thing I remember. My mom ever teaching me was like, make your bed every day. Yeah, it, it really does change your mindset yeah. for the day. Um, if you come home and you had a terrible day, at least you did one thing right in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's how I look at it. So yeah, I think just. Finding a way to still take care of yourself, um, meet people. I mean, obviously, relationships can be a distraction, but the good ones shouldn't be. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're with someone who cares and uh, understands what you're working for, then you're just going to build each other up. You know, where if they're distracting you from it, then it's probably not. Yeah. The best. So let's let's talk about relationships. <laughs> do you think that? Uh, do you think? And I'm only asking because I these are these are things I think about. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I participate so much in in the studies myself as I probably should, but do you think that that the time we live in, because of social media and influencers and everything else, that relationships tend to be? We can use national as an example. Hell, I don't know if it's any different anywhere else, mm-hmm. but like that, people are too distracted in them. I think so. I mean, I've been in some where all they do is care about the phone and their, their socials. And, you know, it's, it's hard to connect with someone like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it goes for everyone, you know. There's all these people out there online and so accessible. Obviously, you're going to stray away from what's good and what's right, you know, just because of how easy it is to see other people online. Right. Or, you know. The grass is always greener concept. Yeah. Okay. But how do we, 
I mean, if, if, if you were given the task to say, fix, fix the attention span of dating, mm -hmm. how do we fix that? Like, how do you, how do you, what do you think are the solutions to maybe, is it turning, is it not taking your phone on a date? Is it like, how can we be better at dating and not get distracted with whether you're an influencer or not? I think yeah. we, we all have our distractions, For sure. but And or on top of that, do you think that that we'll see consequences of future relationships based off of because social media is new, right? Like yeah. we haven't been in this thing 20 years. Yeah. And and how does this project 20 years down the road, 10 years down the road? Like how, what what do you think relationships would look like? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely scared. I, I often think about come. that. Yeah. Like, like, is it just going to be is it just going to be? You ha you're in a relationship or a marriage next amount of years, and then it be then then you transition. Yeah. Do you think that's a future of, of relationships? I mean, it's definitely scaling that way. You know, you see I know you didn't more. come in here thinking about this topic, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just I'm getting this. This is just me thinking yeah, out loud. I like it. Yes, stuff that needs to be talked about. For sure, yeah. How many people do? Um, yeah, I am kind of nervous to see where it goes. I think the best thing we could do is just go back to the basics. You know, like you said, put. Don't take your phone if you're going out to dinner. You don't need yeah. to photograph the food. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you don't need to share where you are, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's between you two. Um, I like that. Yeah. Because I think Instagram and all these things is just a highlight of people's lives. You know, you don't know what they're going through on the other side. Um, yeah. So just looking at all the perks and things of their life, you know, it's not real. So... Yeah. I think just going back to the basics, you know, cooking together, just any, go on a walk, like, I don't know. So, so it, it's the things that, that are not, it doesn't matter where you are, you can do anywhere. Like yeah. the, the basic, basic principles of, of life. Of, yeah. Like, do you feel like we as a society, and of course, you know, we're talking downtown Nashville, it's a little different here if, than if you live on a farm in Knoxville or, or Kentucky where mm -hmm. I spent a bunch of my childhood years. Yeah. But like, Is that what we're missing? Like a little bit of, of just the nature part of our, of our life? I think so. I mean, I feel like that has a lot to do with, you know, you get caught up in the city life and it's fast paced. The uh, concrete buildings, yeah. jungle, whatever. Uh, yeah. And you don't really, a uh, cliche saying like stop and smell the roses, you know? Yeah. You're just going, going, going. You're either grinding at work or you're going out with friends, you know, you're doing things constantly. If you just take a step back and look at the, the bigger picture, I think, you know, Would really help a lot of people. So, if you were getting married and you were having kids, not to fast forward your life, yeah. What What would you like? Would you buy your kids iPads? I don't think so. I've often thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like I would. If you if they're upset, you just hand them an iPad. Like yeah, yeah. Lots of people. Yeah, do, you know. So you so distracted. Be like, go play ball with Chief. Yeah, Chief is your dog, right? Tucker. Tucker. Why yeah. am I saying Chief? Okay. I like Chief though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, Tucker, the golden retriever. He's he's probably more well known than I am in Nashville. Yeah, he's pretty popular. Well, yeah. I, I can't believe I got his name wrong. Alex, I don't, okay. Why am I thinking Chief? I, like I, I would have sworn it's Chief. Yeah, I feel like I know a Chief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's probably a golden retriever Chief yeah. around town. Uh, yeah, take your take your dog on a walk. Like get just get outside. I try to take him there every day. We have a little trail that we really uh, yeah the fairgrounds. Um, it's just. It takes my mind off things, you know, and then you can go back to whatever you were doing. But if you don't have that, you know, hour or two or more a day, then you're just going to drive yourself crazy. I bet that's big. I've never, I don't have a dog. I mean, I've, 
I I feel like my dog would if I got a dog he'd probably jump off the balcony and commit suicide as little as I'm at home. <laughs> but um, could you bring him here? It's be good. Hey, well, yeah, but I'm not here a lot. Yeah, I'm here today, but like I'm I'm honestly my favorite place. Uh, it's, it's not a popular opinion or a popular thing that most people would do. I like my favorite place is on a roof with my crew. Really, I love it. That's, like that's nothing the way else. Yeah, I, I canceled a trip to. One of Trump's Florida golf resorts. Oh wow! Because I got FOMO that I'm going to miss out f- with my guys on a roof. Really? One hundred percent. Dedication right there. <laughs> yeah. Dedication right there. It's messed up. I don't yeah. know. All paid for trip, by the way. Paid for by one of my my suppliers. That's insane. Well, uh, <laughs> that shows how passionate you are. You know? Hey man, I I I I like working, but I do too. But I'm trying to figure out life, you know, like for me, it's like I'm in a really good place business wise, you know, podcasting, whatever. I, I'm, I'm living everything I've ever dreamed of, mm-hmm. of wanting. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's there's the reason I'm asking all these questions. Is this is type of stuff I think about is like, how do I learn from people like you? You're you date more than I do. You're you're in the public you're, you're I'd say you're more social than I am. So I'm trying to learn from guys like you is like, yeah. how do I you know, the, what's, what's, uh, I guess you could say like life's only as good as you know it, mm-hmm. but like, what am I missing out on? Maybe I'm missing out on that dog walk. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm missing out on, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm missing out on dating more. Maybe I'm missing out on some of these things. And so the stuff I think about is like, life's great, but what if it could be better? You know, uh-huh. you know, Natalie Hennessy, uh-huh. she told me one time we, we run together a lot. She's like the caring hearts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, um, she's like, think about we were talking about relationships too. And she's like, you know, I used to think like, I don't need, I'm, I'm as, it's as good as it gets. Like just me or whatever. And now she's been dating Anthony first for a while. She's like, and now it's just different. It's a different kind of good. And I'm yeah. like, you know, I think about that type of stuff and I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe there, there maybe there's things I should change up. I think it goes back to finding that person. Uh, like I talked about with the content, the organic. I thought this. How do you find a loyal person though in today's world? Uh, I mean, that maybe one, speaking out of fear here, but I don't yeah, know. that one can be tricky. I think it goes back to what we talked about with social media, and there's always something else that could pique their interest. Um, but obviously, that's not the right person for you. Then you know, if they're not going to look at it, yeah, if they're not going to give you everything um, that you would give them, and you know. So, do you think that's still a real thing? Like, do you think honestly, I mean, like, like stuff? Do you think like? Like human, like our mindset has shifted over the decades of like from where, let's say our grandparents or, you know, you, you kind of chose one person and, and you keep choosing that person, right? Mm-hmm. To, to live with, to, to marry, to be, be with whatever versus do you think there's a shift now in culture, not just individually, but in culture to where that's still a thing like um, you mean that old fashioned kind of that yeah like like, like what you said like the right person like yeah. like the right per- do you believe in like there is that one right person or do you believe in that you have to become or make or work or whatever to to make that happen yeah I, I mean I do I might be hopeless romantic old school <laughs> yeah I'm definitely old school yeah are you are you a notebook guy a what notebook guy oh uh, I mean, I've seen it man. let's say. <laughs> But yeah, I'd be the guy to write 360 <laughs> if it was the right person. But um, yeah, I just think you think it's still out there. I think it is. I, you know, I'm a firm believer in that, and you shouldn't have to change yourself. Yeah, for someone. I mean, obviously, you want to be make yourself better for someone. 
or be the best version of yourself. And if they're not bringing that out into you, then you're wasting your time, you know, and you should do the same for them. And once you find that, I think you're, you're set. That's good. Yeah. 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 Still looking, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to. We'll find <laughs> Hey, like you know what? That's, that's, that's good stuff though. Yeah. I feel like patience is definitely a virtue with that. You know, I've never had any dating apps or anything that's not, I think it goes back to like meeting someone naturally, authentically, naturally, the old school yeah. way. You so know. do you think that takes away from the authenticity of it? The dating apps and everything? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Because yeah, cause, cause you're just another, and well, that, I mean, talk about making just a ton of people in one place and, you, and you're strictly judging based off of looks. Yeah. Like it's, so it's backwards. You know, yeah. If I get at that point, it's like a game. You know, it shouldn't be that way. So, have you ever thought about creating a dating app where they have to go through quizzes and then they see the person? Yeah, maybe that's an idea. idea. Yeah, just start from like you have to go through. This is what I like. This is X, Y, and Z. Once you cross that, now it matches you. I feel like that's how it started. That's probably that that was the original purpose. Really, eHarmony and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. You fill out a whole. I think you fill like a whole profile. Yeah, and then it matches you. So. Now, just how fast-paced and everything is, they're like, oh, I just want to swipe on someone I like, you know, or that looks good. So what do you think are the consequences of that? Is it unhappy society, unhappiness yeah. in relationships? I think so. I mean, it's not fulfilling, you know, if you're just, you might be happy for a second, like, oh, this person likes me. Or you might but, get that one lucky shot where there's, I guess there's people that get married off of those, I don't know. Yeah, I think there are. I mean, it's definitely can be good. You know, if you use it for that, but a lot of people don't. Obviously, they abuse it and um, kind of take advantage of, of what's happening. So, so if you had to do a talk on relationship, how did we end up on relationships here? Uh, <laughs> alcohol, guys. That's what does it. Anytime you mix bourbon, screwball. That's screwball. That's what it, it's, it's not even. It's whiskey. Yeah. Thank you. By the way, we we're mixing whiskey and chocolate bourbon. I think it I was. was Peanut butter whiskey and chocolate. We made it. Peanut chocolate. butter whiskey and chocolate bourbon and. What do we call this? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Chocolate PB and J. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and ginger. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it brings out the relationship part. Well, I mean, but again, it's not. I mean, we're two guys in Nashville, so yeah. I hear I hear girls all the time tell me like, "Oh yeah, you're lucky to be a guy in Nashville because because you you have so much selection and choice." I don't know that that's necessarily the case because, I mean, quantity doesn't mean quality. Exactly. No no disrespect to any women here at all, but I'm just saying, like, like for old school, like, I'm very old school in the same way. Like, I grew up Amish, of all things. Like, uh-huh. you know, you're, you're talking yeah. about as old school as they get. Uh-huh. And are your parents still together? They are, yeah. Yeah, mine so too. That, that could be one of the reasons behind my yeah. perception of you know, same. marriage and love and, you know. Yeah, so it, it's like... That, you know, anyway, I just find it interesting to, to get guys' takes on, on Nashville and, and specifically Nashville just because it's, it's home. And mm-hmm. uh, and I talk to a lot of people here and some people hate it for the dating. Some people say, like, there's no dating life in Nashville. But I always tend to think, like, well, is there one successful relationship that I know that came out of Nashville? Well, yeah, I have lots of friends who met people, married people here. And so well, if, if it's, it's the same concept as business, right? Like, if you... If you think, well, am I gonna am I gonna start a roofing company? Well, are there any successful roofing companies around? Well, okay, yeah. well if there are, then you can build a company off of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I tend to think the same way about relationships, but uh, I haven't dated much in this town, honestly. So really, 
So I like picking people's brains. I don't know if you're if you've dated a lot of girls that live here either, but I just like picking people's brains that have been in Nashville for a while. Yeah. No, I understand it. I mean, I feel like I think it it goes back to you can't just look at just because there's maybe more girls here than guys, the grass is not always gonna be greener. Exactly. And it also depends where you're finding these people. Like what if you went to Montana and you found one girl and she was like the best ever? Yeah, she will. <laughs> probably the only person that lives there. Yeah. <laughs> I love um, Montana. That's yeah, why I bring oh, it in. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I think it depends. Like, if you're going to spend your time in bars and nightclubs and places, then you're going to find those types of people that, you know, you're not going to end up with. Have you found, though, that, that the older you get, the more, like, I don't know. For me, I've found, like... 2017 was my ten roof year, mm-hmm. right? Like 2017, oh, yeah. 2017. You remember Spasmatics? Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So Doghouse, Spasmatics, and Tin Roof. That was my Sunday afternoons for the entire summer of 2017 uh, with with friends. I lived at the Element at the time, so it was an easy trip, right? Yeah. And so, but then that was kind of it, and then kind of like then I I went into, and so do you find that with time like. Like everyone's 20 at some point, right? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of phase out of that and now you're into different things. And then, I yeah. don't know, now it's more like, uh, give me, you know, the W or something, uh, a rooftop bar or something that's that I can get a cocktail and enjoy myself. Yeah. I feel like you, you know, if you are in that scene, you kind of go through the phases like you're talking about, you know, you've college, you might have, you know, the, those college bars or fraternity, sorority parties, and then you graduate to a new city and then... You know, you kind of do that same thing, which is tin roof and those places. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. as you get older, you're like, yeah, I don't want to be spend my time there. So you get you know, nicer, classier places. And then hopefully you just... And quality of people. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially. Again, no knocks on tin roof. Just, yeah. I mean, just saying, like, I feel like when you're, when you're 22 and 32, you're in two different places. By the time you're 32, you might know a little bit more about what you want out of life. Yeah. And you might be attracted to different places. So I'm not knocking the 22-year-olds. I'm just yeah. saying. But I mean, you obviously have a lot to learn. But I've learned more these past right. five years than I have my whole life. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I think there are people that, like, I keep going back to, that get stuck in that rut. And they might be 32, actually, like they're 22, you know, still doing those things. But you're not going to find yourself at the bar or someone, you know, somewhere like that. you got to really just dive in and figure out what you want to do, what you want out of life. That's not the place to do it. So it's important to phase out of those. Yeah. Phase out of those and, and like grow. And yeah, I think yeah. that's that's how I've, that's how I've found this town. Like I think this town is, and I, I hear a lot of people shitting on it uh, in a, in a way of like whether it's relationships or authentic people. But man, I've found this town to be full of people like you. Honestly, you know, good people. People I love to sit down and have a beer with or whatever. I don't know. That's yeah. just, that's just, that's, that's been on my mind today a lot. I don't know why. I've just yeah. been thinking a lot about today about like what Nashville is like yeah. and how people perceive it to be. And so, uh-huh. and if you're surrounding yourself with people that just want to do that all the time, then it goes back to the relationships. Like you don't, if they're not making you better in some way, then you yeah. probably shouldn't spend time with them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause as you get older, time is more and more valuable. So if you're wasting it with people like that, then you're not going to get much out of it. So how much time do you give your dates before you decide that this is like valuable? The dates? Yeah. Like if you go on a date with a new girl and you're like, okay, I got to give this three or four shots. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends. I ain't calling you out on here because now, you know, girls can listen to this and they'll be like, I know yeah. exactly what to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
figure me out. Uh, <laughs> now I think you know you can you can read a lot about someone on the first date or first interaction. You know, and if you can tell by the things they're talking about or what seems important to them, if if it's gonna go anywhere, you know, and you really have to filter those out. Um, but it goes back to where you're spending your time. You know, if you're at yeah. Tin Roof, you might be having a mindless conversation with a girl or a guy, and you're not you know not gonna remember it or it's not going to matter later, but if you meet someone at a dog park or somewhere natural, organic like that, you probably have a lot better conversation and yeah. it might be the person you want to spend your time with. So do you find it too, then the older you get, the more you, you think about time in a way of like, what am I getting out of this? I do. Yeah. And not in a selfish way, more so like, do I want to continue putting my time into this? Yeah. Like so one of my favorite things to say is, you know, I always said studied economics, um, and we always talk about opportunity costs. So basically what you're giving up in return for something else, you know, usually at a loss, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes at a gain. So if, if you're trading your happiness for success or spending time with people that don't add to your life, then that's a bad opportunity cost, you know? Right. Um, but a good one would be surrounding yourself with people like you or, you know, people that you could look up to and, and respect uh, and learn something from, you know? That's a, that's a positive. I'm just out here trying to learn myself. Yeah, I, mean. I think we all are. And if you understand that, then you look at things a little differently. You know, but everybody's just trying to figure it out. What do you think Nashville, specifically Nashville, has taught you about yourself more, that you didn't know when you came here? Um, I mean, definitely what I wanted to do, you know. and Like where you, your career shift? Yeah, career shift. Because at first, obviously I don't want to sell hospital supplies and you know it's sometimes can be a great industry and you know med sales and all that is great but it's just not for me Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of making that leap to eat well and doing my own things um it's really what has made me figure myself out more than anything else um because once you figure that out you know it's kind of your your purpose yeah Um, and that's people go their whole lives without finding their purpose um so i think so how does one find their purpose? Have you ever, have you ever, what do you think your purpose is? I think it's, you know, obviously I try to always work hard and be kind. So that's like a cheesy sign you would see on the wall, you know, Yeah. <laughs> but it's something to live by. Um, I think it's helping people. Uh, but do you think it changes? Do you think your purpose can change throughout life? I think so. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to make a positive impact on people if you can always, yeah. but, um, you know, things change. Obviously, things change a lot faster these days, technology and everything we have. So purpose can change with that. But as long as you stick true to those core values and beliefs, I think you'll yeah. figure it out either way. That's good. If, if you if you were given the world stage to, to like, like this is Matthew Ford in front of the world for like whatever amount of time. And you could tell the world whatever you think the world needs to hear. What would you tell the world? Matt, have you read Green Lights? Yes. Yeah, great. One of my favorite books ever. Absolutely. So that, that quote about... Uh, nobody's, you know, he's, he always says living without the G. Mm-hmm. Nobody's life is a proper noun. Uh, and you take the G down because it's a verb. Life is a verb. Uh, so if you treat it like that, I feel like you can get a lot more out of life because nobody's life is more proper than yours or proper in general. You know, we're all just here living yeah. uh, and doing our best to figure things out and to make it in our own way. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a really good book. I, oh, yeah. I actually read the book and then I listened to it twice. Yeah, I love that he reads it himself. It's mm-hmm. amazing. 
But there's only one Matthew McConaughey voice. Uh, oh, sure. And he's definitely a someone I look up to and respect. You know, just all those different. So do you, where do you see Matthew Ford in ten years? Uh hopefully like McConaughey. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I've never been into acting or anything like that, but you know, I like. Have you heard that speech he gave about? Always having something to look, yeah. look forward to, something to look up to. I've lived that thing ever since I've heard it. Yeah. I, I journal that. Yeah, same. Do you really? Yeah. That's my favorite speech I've ever heard. I mean, it's so true. It goes back to the living. Like he, that's just yeah. how he is, and that's how I want to be. You know, I want to chase me 10 years in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully franchising a, a meal, meal prep company that can change a community or, you know, working with these awesome brands and companies that I get to, um, you know, just, just chasing after a better version of yourself. So you're right where you want to be. I think so. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a good place to be. Yeah. I feel like we keep going back to it. You always think things can be better, but you know, you're never going to be happy if you think that constantly. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, we're almost up to an hour. Wow. So (laughs) I'm half a drink, but, uh, the same. Look, man, that's I. I've always respected you a lot. I've looked up to you. Uh, I think what you guys are doing, and, and not just you guys, but you also specifically at Eat Well is something I really, really respected. And then getting to work with you on my party and stuff, I just I have the utmost respect for you. And I, you. I, I think you're a, same goes for you. I think you're a great role model in this town, honestly. Thank you. So uh, I appreciate you taking your busy time to be here, and and we've tried for this a long time, and <laughs> finally you're here. A year exactly. Yeah, you're exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's how do you people, uh, how can people support you? I mean, obviously they can go on eatwell.com to get food and stuff. But like yeah. personally, like if someone wants to connect with you, like yeah. what do you, you hang out most on Instagram? Uh, probably Instagram. Yeah, I've never downloaded TikTok or anything like and that. And it's just Matthew Ford? Matthew, I think it's two underscores Ford. Oh, okay. And then we're, uh, I run Eatwell's account too. We're just at Eatwell okay. Mash. Um, eatwellnashville.com and then I'm actually starting a, a private bartending service um, tailored to you know these bachelorette parties and birthdays and things. oh let's talk about that so yeah. so we so basically they can yeah yeah, yeah dude I got okay. all the time in the world for you <laughs> okay so if if this is if someone comes into town as a bachelorette party yeah and they want to have a bartender at, at their house or, a, or or hotel or whatever yeah just kind of a different go. experience than if they're here four or five days, you don't want to go to Broadway every day, you know? Yeah. So maybe they could have like, like eat well, we're going to partner with them and they can have catering at the house while people bartend for them. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, like, that's so brilliant. <laughs> I've been wanting to do it for a while. just trying to find the time. Now. So food and bartending. Yes. And we'll partner with other companies. That like Cisco there. for DJing. Yeah, and so You can have a DJ at your house. Like you can basically create your own party from scratch if you want. Um, that's awesome. Partner with uh, my buddy at Hell on Wheels. That, you know, so if they want to rent that after, you know, maybe we do like a cocktail hour at their house with private bartenders, and then they can go out from there if they want. Do you have a, a like a website or an Instagram for this? Yeah, so it'd be Batch Bar Nash. Batch Bar. Batch Bar is what we're calling. B A C H. Yes. So hopefully not tailored to just bachelorettes, but bachelors too. One day. Um, yeah. Because bartending is always a passion of mine. I used to work at Super Eco. I don't know if you knew that. You, you did you you still don't you don't do that anymore? No, I don't have the time anymore. But I still do private events if, if they ask. 
uh, like weddings and stuff. So, so why did I mix this tree? <laughs> I could have tag teamed it. <laughs> you could. You should have told me the amounts to put in it. Oh, now I, I think, think about it. it pretty well. So how, how's your old fashioned? Oh, it's it's pretty spot on. I can actually make uh, mezcal old fashioned really well. Really? I don't know if you ever had that. I learned a trick. When it comes to old fashioned, there's an older guy told me, I don't even remember who it was. He told me one time we were, I was traveling and I was sitting at this bar and he's like, uh, let me tell you a secret. He said, every time before you go to order an old fashioned, ask the bartender, how's your old fashioned? He said, if there's any hesitation whatsoever, don't order an old fashioned from me. Get something else. Yeah. A lot of people butcher it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, that has never filled me to this day. Yeah. Because old fashioned can either be delicious or just absolutely terrible. Terrible. There's like no in between. Yeah. You know, I agree. Um, yeah. It's all about how you, you know, lift the rim with the orange twist and yeah, don't overdo it with the bitters, you know. I, that's something I've always wanted to know more about is, is mixing drinks. But um, yeah, that's why I got into it. All, all my buddies in college were going to the bar. I was like, well, they can just come see me. <laughs> Do you, get, you, you just went and took a class on it? Yeah, I did a, you have to have your ABC license here, uh, okay. some places you don't, but yeah, you take like a, you know, a day long class or a mixology class um, and you kind of learn on the job, I feel like. But, yeah, it's a good skill to have. So I helped you know, pay for college and everything and worked at Hannah's down there in, on the strip. I don't know if you've been to Tennessee, but. Uh, I've been downtown Knoxville two times ever, and okay. not recently. Yeah. We do, we do a lot of work there, just not downtown. Yeah. And you get so, you to do a game? I would love to go. So here's a funny story about Tennessee. I, I mean, I was born in Pennsylvania, grew up in Pennsylvania until I was nine years old. My parents moved to Kentucky when I was nine, and then I grew up here, and like an hour north of here. Okay. And so I, as soon as I could understand football, I was infatuated with Tennessee. Yeah. Don't yeah. know why. That, like that. I'm not a sports guy. I don't really follow any sports, but for the one thing that I don't know what it is about Knoxville or UT, uh, it just it just has I don't know Tennessee yeah. football. The oh, orange colors does something for me. I've never been to a game, but if you ever go, I'll go. Yeah, I went to three this year. I saw. I've been to in a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something about that atmosphere is just it's different. I would love. I would definitely go. I'll never say no to a. a a game. Okay. I don't think I will anyway, providing I can get away from work. But if yeah. I know ahead of time, but no, it's just weird because you think I should be a PA guy, but I'm I'm Tennessee. Uh, I don't care. Uh, no, I shouldn't say this on podcast. The Titans are the Titans. Yeah. NFL is the NFL. But here's the thing: like NFL guys are getting paid millions of dollars to play. Uh-huh. College football, you're trying to earn your spot, right? Yeah. And so I respect college football. Oh, same. Yeah, I like it a lot more than NFL. Just a different kind of grit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe we do like an ultimate shift, eat well, there you go. tailgate. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, Let's we'll, do it. We'll <laughs> hey, by the way, I'll sponsor. I'll, I'll work with you guys on any events if you ever need someone. Yeah. Thank you. Is that so, food? What's everybody, that? Everybody like the food on Friday. Everybody loved the food. The meatballs the and, and the chicken and waffles. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, everyone who's listening here that's been to the ultimate party shift last Friday, Matthew Ford is the, is the reason the food got there. So uh, you went out of your way to make get it there. Oh, of course. Everybody loved the food. I've had so many people ask me about the food. Uh, hopefully you'll get some some good uh, purchases off of that or some clients off of that. But yeah, yeah man, it was it was good stuff. It was it was everything more I could. It was one of the best nights of my life, and and the food part was a wasn't a part of that. Yeah, I loved your post about it. Just how you know overwhelmed you were with. Dude, I I everything. can't believe that. 
here's the thing. Like, you know Nashville. We're a walkable city. So, like, if I had put this party downtown, it's one thing. We're talking about 40 minutes out of town. Yeah. And all these people showed up, and I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. Like, it was crazy. I know. The fact that they, obviously, it's Friday night. You know, they wanted to be there. Yeah. So, it's just, that's a good feeling. It was insane. So, next year, I I think it'll be downtown. Every November, I'm going to try to do this. And next year, it'll be downtown. But, yeah. Yeah, but eat will be there hopefully. Yeah, and, uh, love to work with you again or yeah. anything really. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna keep you all day, but I've I've enjoyed this, man. This has been this has been great. This has been a fun podcast. It's yeah. always better when you're drinking. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Friday. It's I wish not, I. <laughs> not five o'clock yet, but I, I wish I we could. I wish I could smoke cigars in here, and then I would I would really. Oh, that'd be uh, awesome. Little yeah, bird one cigar show. Yeah. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming out. And for all of our, our listeners, like Matthew Ford, follow him, eatwell.com, eatwell Nashville. Is it eatwell Nashville? We'll put all yeah, this in the show notes. Guys, this, this food is, is bar none. It's, it's the best food you're going to buy if you're looking to eat healthy. And Matthew is one of the best guys in town. So look him up, follow him. He promotes good stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I even thanks help, for being here. I even help cook sometimes, so you know there's some love going in there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I appreciate you having me, man. Anytime, man. Anytime you want to chat and have a bourbon, just come on. We'll right. do it. Let's do it. All right. That's it for today. Thanks again for tuning in to The Ultimate Shift. Look, I know life is crazy. Life gets busy, and we all kind of have an idea of where we want to go and where we want to end up but there's so many things that come up in between and my goal with this show is to grab one thing from every guest that we can apply to our lives that help get us closer to our end goal you can follow me on instagram at ephraim glick facebook at ephraim glick twitter at glick ephraim or you can go to the website at ephraimglick.com see you next time